podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're on speakerphone. Great. Oh, whatever. You're not. I'm using headphones. You're using what? Headphones. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I really like them. They're actually Carl's. They're wireless ones that have been sitting, like, in our apartment forever, and I'm loving them. I just started to, like, I was like, I'm just going to use these. (laughs) So they're wireless, like... Like, um, yeah, like Bluetooth. Oh, awesome. Were they really yeah. expensive? I don't think so. No, he's like really good at shopping for like electronics, like, his whole like research and find out like what's the comparable thing for cheaper. So, these ones are good, they're by Taltronics. Uh huh. Um, he like swears by Taltronics, which used to be on Amazon, but they're not anymore. You have to go to their website. But like, if you're ever looking for electronics, um, it's worth looking at them. Well, it's it's make it's picking up a lot of background noise, actually. Is it? It kind of sounds is weird. It, is it as bad as if you were on speakerphone? Um, I don't know. I think. Well, then it sounded fine. Maybe were you moving around or something? I was. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um. So we haven't recorded in like two months. A long time. I know. I know. Uh, How long did you say? Two months. Has it been that long since we went to the park? Oh, yeah, we did hop in park. Did I upload that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was yeah. honest. It was, like, definitely a performance piece. It was. I feel like it was a lot of us just, like, silently walking around. Um, well, no, I was, I was talking the whole time because, you know, I didn't want there to be, like, dead air. I felt like there, yeah, I felt like there was still a lot of silence. Um, yeah, it was definitely, um, oh, wow, somebody actually, oh, no, this was, like, my other track. Uh, this is, somebody liked the Hoffman, oh, we did record Hoffman Park, somebody liked it. Nice. Um, it got 54 listens. That's pretty good. Wow, that is pretty good. Yeah, normally we get, like, 20. Um, That's popular. <laughs> we we should do it was that, what it was the guy it was the guy that we saw in the river at, or in the stream or whatever you would call that that dude fifty four times <laughs> he that dude does not listen to podcasts he might listen to ours if you're like randomly picking up shit in the creek at Hoffman Park you are not listening to podcasts. Maybe he's got his wireless Teltronic headphones and while he's doing it and just listening to that podcast on repeat. He's like, I'm on it. I want to get wireless headphones for like cleaning houses. But um, you would love it. I was cleaning with these in yesterday. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, because like otherwise the cord gets stuck all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when I like kneel down and get up, sometimes the cord gets stuck in my knee. And then sometimes the cord gets stuck like in the handles, like kitchen handles and stuff. 
it's annoying, but I the pods or whatever for iPhone, those are like um what the hell are they called? AirPods. They're yeah. like I sound like I'm like 50 years old, which is not far off from how old I am. But uh <laughs> <laughs> they though um look like they could pop out of your ear very easily and the way i see it like it would pop out into like a toilet or something that has been my fear um i feel like it is a concern but at least the ones that i have definitely like stay secure um i just would like yeah obviously if you're like about to clean the toilet i was just like make sure that they're like not loose um but yeah like i said i was playing with them in yesterday um it's a whole new level of freedom but also like if it pot that would really because like they're so expensive like i know i when i got my new like the screen after my cats broke my screen and i went to go replace that which was insanely expensive but like whatever and i while i was there i was like i might as well get some airpods and i told the lady just oh let, i'll just get some airpods too while i'm here so she goes and gets them and everything. And I mean, I didn't realize how expensive. Like yeah. <laughs> how much are they? They're like two hundred and sixty dollars or oh, some shit. Jesus. And or I think God. they were I think they are like there's like pro, AirPod Pro, and those are like two sixty. But the ones that she got me were like one sixty, I think, or something. And uh like she rang it in and everything, and I was like, wait, what? And <laughs> And she's like, yeah, it's one, it's like $200. And I was like, looked at her like, yeah, I, I didn't realize I was getting into that. Uh, no, I thought I, I would, I would spend a hundred bucks on them. Like whatever. I wouldn't spend close to $200 on them. That's fucking ridiculous. And I fucking hate Apple anyway. They always like, it's the, it's totally made to like make you have to buy shit. Yeah, um, I know. I, that's why I don't have it. My mom, for instance, like, uh, I got my mom this iPad, like, forever ago. It's, like, it was old when I got it, but, I, I, and, of course, like, I bought it from, like, some random electronics store on Market Street, yeah. and it was, like, I mean, it wasn't um, inexpensive. It was, like, 300 bucks, you know? I went in on it with my brother, and she loves her iPad, right? Uh, yeah. Somehow... It got reset to factory setting. She's had this iPod, iPad for like uh, five, six years, something like that. It's old. And I was like, oh, I thought I could fix it. But then I saw like it's because she can't remember the e email address that she used to set up the iPad. Because like she had to return to factory settings. You have to set, put in your email and the password of when you set up the iPad. And I remember setting up the iPad and I remember us like, she didn't even have like an email account and us setting up an email account. And I do remember her changing her email account, but I just could not find this information. So I was like, well, whatever. Well, like the only thing you could do is like jailbreak it. Well, I, I mean, you can't jailbreak it. Uh, it's like, I was like looking it up and it was like, there's nothing you can do. You have to take it to the Apple store and the Apple oh, store employees have to unlock you. it for you. Right. Uh -huh. yeah, of course they do. So I took it there and, um, and the thing I mean, is you have, what, what did you, did you read the agreement? Um, what are you talking about? It's a South Park reference. Oh, okay. Sorry. South I haven't Apple watched agreement. South Park in like yeah. forever. Um, 
but I'm sure it was it was funny. Anyway, so <laughs> we like I went there and you have to have a proof of receipt. I bought this fucking thing fucking seven, ten years like forever ago at a electronic store in fucking on fucking Market Street, okay? So but what so what I did find was in my bank statement, like the day I bought it. So like it being charged, right? And and where yeah. it was charged and blah blah blah. So that's the most that I had. But I figured I thought that was pretty solid proof that I bought this thing. I mean, that's what uh, you usually need, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I went in and the guy was like, you need a receipt from the store. We don't accept the bank statement thing. And I was like, that is ridiculous. Do you see how long ago I bought this thing? Look at this so thing. Dumb. And I was like, look at my mom. This is like a 75-year-old woman. We're not <laughs> like... Mom. She's old as fuck. <laughs> We're not, I'm not stealing, we're not stealing fucking iPads. And he was like, the guy was like, well, you know, it is like, it's a theft, whatever. I was like, I know what it's for. And it's stupid. Like, this is ridiculous. And he, and he was like, well, maybe the store has the receipt. I'm like, you think this restore, this store yeah. on fucking Market Street, of course, I wasn't cursing at the guy. At, at this store on Market Street has a receipt from like 10 years ago. Like, are you kidding me? Anyway, I thought, I was like, fine, I'll go see if they had the receipt. So I actually went to the store and well, guess what? It's closed, out of business. So, that was that. Uh, well, that was that. So now, what? You have to buy a new fucking thing. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's really fucked. And then also, what's messed up about it is like, this is a perfectly functioning thing. Like, and now yeah, it's Apple. it's trash. Like, yeah, which is just Apple. yeah, that's fucking insane. Um, they also like, for instance, when we got our new iPhones, they changed the USB connector to a different size. So now it's it's incompatible with like everything we have already. Mm, nice, nice. And, yeah, like and you can't use it with other stuff. Like you have to get special fucking things for it. Like why did they do that? Of course they did that because they want you to buy more shit. Like Yeah, because Apple's a bunch of fucking assholes. So I just sent you what? Um a link to the earbuds that I have. Okay. Um they're from Teltronics. Uh-huh. Um, they're $34 and I, I just was like skimming it to make sure I'm like one of the comments said that the person used it with an iPhone, but obviously like double check. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're on sale right now. Normally 50, they're 34. What? Or something. Yeah. 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 They're good. I, it's, I think it's the exact same model that I have, but they have different ones. So I sent you the thing. Okay. Have a party. Thank you. I'm going to try. Welcome. It's definitely a trustworthy like company. I have multiple. Yeah. I mean, whatever, if it's not that great, that I don't want to buy something that could fall in a toilet and I would be like, exactly. fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly. like, I think too. Yeah. And, and that's how I've always felt about headphones. Like that I wear at work. Like, the head, like why would they make the headphones that are so fucking expensive? It's literally just stupid. Like, well, right. Five. Like, you used to be able to just, like, get great headphones all the time at 5 below for $5. And then I was so pissed when I got the phone I have now because it doesn't have a fucking headphone jack. So, again, forcing you to buy these, like, $200 goddamn yeah. wireless headphones that right. I was like, first of all, I'm going to lose one the first day right. if I buy these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's like, again, listening, like, I have a tablet. So, like, if I want to, like, listen to something on headphones, like, I use the tablet, but I was using, like, headphones with a wire, and it's, like, a big tablet, so you can't fucking carry it around, like, so annoying. Oh, uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, but, yeah, these are, these are good. I'm satisfied with them. Cool. Um, I guess I should say you're listening to two hosts from Delco. 
Uh, my name's Beth Heinley, and Maureen's name is Maureen Cummings. I usually spell mm-hmm. out our names. B-E-T-H. Okay, I won't. Um, and, well, Maureen, you're, like, totally off Twitter, right? Yeah, like, I'm, off, I'm off everything except for Reddit right now. I can't fucking do it. Um, and I think... I think we're in a state of mass psychosis. As uh, a, oh as my a god! Race. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that it's very fucking dangerous. And I think that as much as you can just like stay in reality, is ideal. Stay the fuck off of that shit because like it's all bullshit at this point. It's it's fucking insane. Like I uh, went like to a party, okay, which I haven't gone in forever, and it wasn't even really a party. There was like five people there, but. Like, that was, like, the first time I've been to a gathering in, like, two years. <laughs> so, like, yeah. well, I mean, I guess I'm exaggerating. I'm sure whatever, but, and. I mean, I've had, half, probably. Yeah, probably. I've also, you know, had, like, an extremely, like, more fucked up year than a lot of people, I think. Well, no, I think everyone's having a fucked up year. Yeah, but you had a fucked up year. It doesn't take away from how fucked up your fucking year. Thank you, Maureen. Um, so. Are you kidding? <laughs> but I was at this party, and. People were, like, talking about COVID, and people were actually, like, really believing that this is, like, a, a total, it's all fake, that, you know, COVID isn't real, and whatever, like, you know, or, like, just all kinds of stuff. Some stuff I can lean into, but, like, I don't not think but COVID. But I know people who had it. Yeah, I know, and I know people that have died from it, like. Yes. I just am I like know people with family members that have died. What the fuck, dude? I know, and this is like someone who's like oh. a totally rational. Oh, These are no. people that are like my peers, like I that. Know, I wouldn't. I know. I know. Like, because I, I see it too. And I'm kind of like, you know, I try to like relate to them on one level. Like, I'm kind of like, I, I see what you're saying because like, um, people die from the flu, right? Like, you know, but of course, like, not yeah. at the rate of COVID. COVID has like a higher fight- fatality rate. But, like, and also, like, this is, like, I do, like, my crazy tinfoil hat thing is that I do think this is a uh, biochemical weapon that got put out, you know? Um, But in that case, that's how I think it's, like, more lethal than uh, the flu. Like, because it's, like, totally manufactured to be um, not, like, not easily fought because by our natural immune systems i don't know i just like i i was kind of i'm just like it's like insane that so many people and and they're not and this is not abnormal that this person thinks this like a lot this is like the norm it's like fucking normal i know well let me read this i this is a thing that i sent you it's a quote by carl young from the symbolic life um and the quote says it's about mass psychosis and Mm -hmm. it says indeed it's becoming ever more obvious that it is not famine not earthquakes, not microbes, not cancer, but man himself, who is man's greatest danger to man, for the simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic epidemics, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst of natural catastrophes. Yeah, and I think uh, that idea, uh, paired with the accessibility of information to travel, is like, yeah. We're in that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's whatever. I mean, and it, what? Go ahead. Oh, it's being used against us, I think, too. Like, I think that our 
got like people that are in power who want to take advantage yeah. or are in such a great position to fucking take advantage of this right now and they are yeah and it's to the point now like i feel like i don't know what to believe anymore mm-hmm. i really don't Neither. i i'm kind of like Neither. i i used to have like a stable sense of reality and like you know um I think a healthy sense of disbelief or whatever, but now I'm like, I don't fucking know. Um, well, I was also like, astrologically, there's like a big um, Neptune sun opposition coming up in like a week, like along with this like full moon that's like conjunct with it. And Neptune is in Pisces, and that's all about like um, basically like the truth being clouded and, and like the idea of exactly what the fuck you just said. And that's why I'm bringing this up. Because it's this, the whole theme of it is this idea of not knowing what the truth is, like, on a global level. Yeah. We don't know what the truth is, and that's going to be, like, a theme for, like, a month. One thing that really gets me... it already is. It already is, but it's going to be stronger. Um, is one thing, one recent thing that freaked me out was, like, you know, when, so the forest fires are getting, like, worse in California and in Canada, like, and the, because the wildfire smoke has now like hits like Philadelphia, which is really creeps me out because I I don't remember it did that. last year. It did last year. I it did th- it did this year, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it happened okay. this year again. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe it was like the beginning. Um, it happened last year and it happened this year, and then oh, I, I, I and I was like, I don't remember this ever happening before. Nope. And people are saying that. Then there's people that are saying mm-hmm. that. It's an exact. It's exaggeration because they because like what the elites want to start creating environmental lockdowns to control people, so they're exaggerating like the um, forest fire epidemic or whatever the hell you want to call it that were that is yeah. definitely happening. And it, one part of me is like, I, I get how people are really paranoid about the lockdown thing because honestly, we we did the lockdown and it really did nothing. It did not fucking. Well, because we didn't fully fucking do it. That's why. Yeah, that's true. And then like, we can't it. and then like the the mass protests happen at a certain time, mm-hmm. and that was really weird. I mean, I that's know. Happen again soon. You think it's gonna happen again soon? Mm-hmm. Imminent. Like yeah, like next month or two. Yes, I do. I think it's protests like, for I what? think shit's gonna come to a head at like throughout the end of this year. It's mm-hmm. gonna get fucking. It's gonna ramp up. It's gonna be crazy, and then like hopefully it'll calm down. But yeah, I think we're at the point where like people obviously are starting to lose their shit. Um, like the you think it's gonna be like vaccine mandate protests, or is it gonna be racism I again? Uh, I think it could be all of them. I just think I, I like you said, like you know how like people believe a bunch of different shit. Everyone, yeah. I think everyone is just freaking out. They're at the end of their fucking rope. Yeah. Um. Again, no one knows what to believe. No one can fucking agree with each other, and people are gonna get to a point like where they're just gonna be like, ah. Um, I mean, we are I too. Think, like the world's gonna necessarily blow up or something. I mean, it could, but that's not really what I think. I I just think that like psychologically, after two years of this, we're reaching a breaking point. Yeah. Uh, obviously because you can't even go to a fucking party and have like a normal conversation (laughs) with other people where you agree on the same reality yeah no it's not even this isn't even i'm not even talking politics here this is reality that we're i don't have we don't have the same idea of reality (laughs) yeah 
so that's I'm fucking saying, insane. Like, that's kind of a recipe for disaster when you especially have a bunch of people being like, oh my God, the world's burning. Like, we're going to die. What are you thinking? And people are like, no, you're fucking lying. Like, yeah, I feel like um, some stuff could happen. Well, anyway, like the one thing about the forest fires thing that I was going to say that really freaked me out. Like I was like, um, cause I r- ride my bike and then I started to get alerts on my weather app that was saying that the air was really bad and to like yeah. reduce like your outdoor time, which I normally like check it out of just out of curiosity because I don't have allergies to pollution or anything, nothing like that. But like just out of curiosity, you know, and, but yeah. it, and so I check it pretty regularly. And then when there was the forest fires, it was like really bad. And I was like, maybe I should be wearing a mask, like when I'm riding my bike. Right. And, yeah. and then I was like, um, like last year when the pandemic first started or the year before, oh my God, the year before, but like, uh, I have like all these cloth masks. Well, they don't actually really do shit for stuff like that. So yeah. Um, I started, I'm starting to just wear the KN95 masks. Like I'm just wearing those yeah. because they are better protector or whatever. Anyway, but then like, and I was like, yeah, okay. So I could wear that when I'm riding my bike. And I was like, I don't know if I'm being like really paranoid or not. Like I was feeling like really weird about it. And then I, um, was listening to another podcast and they were saying that, and well, they were making fun of people in California because, um, they, people, hello, pe- hello? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Is it, uh-oh, is it wireless phones? Can you not hear me? Marine. Marine. Hello. Marine. You can't hear me? Call failed. Oh. Hey, Hello. hey, Hello. hey, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Oh my I don't God. Know what happened, but... Uh, maybe. It... So you were listening to another podcast. Yeah. And they, and they were making fun of people in California who were now starting to wear masks outside because of Why? the fires. Cause that's like comedy. Two years ago, it wouldn't have been a thing. Two years ago, no one would have given a fuck. Now yeah. these masks are politicized. It's the dumbest motherfucking thing. Like seriously, fuck every single person in the world right now. Fuck all of you. Well, I do think people would have made fun of them two years ago, too, because mass culture is just not something that's in America. It like, I mean, I could I should have been wearing mass cleaning before COVID. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I never did because I thought it was weird. I, I you know, or, yeah, you or, yeah, no, I really did. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And also it makes yeah, me. Pussy. Yeah, exactly. And like now I'm like. I should have been, but I am, but I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. They probably would have been, but I also think there's like an edgy comedy now that like makes fun of liberals and masks are politicized and it's so fucking stupid, but they are. And, um, people wear masks are paranoid libtards now, you know? So. I mean, what the fuck ever? Uh, yeah. Like the, the, Far left people, fuck you. The far right people, go fuck yourselves too. Like, I'm just so fucking sick of this shit. All of you are fucking idiots. If you're fucking arguing over this right now, you're fucking retarded. Like, irrelevant bullshit. Go pay attention to something that fucking matters. Fucking idiots. 
Yeah, I'm just going to, like, do what I want. And if I feel like... And if there's, like, heavy pollution in the air from forest fires and I'm riding my bike, which makes me use my lungs a lot, I'm going to wear a KN95 mask. I mean, are we in fourth grade? Like, of course, yes, just wear your mask. <laughs> like, why are we even considering the idea that we should consider what these people think? Because I don't want to be put in control by the elites. I don't want to be controlled by the elites. <laughs> Too late, sweetheart. You got a cell phone? Yeah. Too fucking late. You've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Masks have nothing to goddamn do with it. You've, everyone's been doing it willingly. Everyone who's posting this shit all over the fucking internet right now, you're giving your shit away. And you've been doing it the whole time. Yeah. So fuck you. Um, well, fuck you too, Maureen. Well, not you. Fuck all <laughs> the listeners who, you know. Well, fuck our 12 listeners who may or may not. I think it's interesting that you quit social media and you are on Reddit solely. I Everyone I talk to who quits social media, that's what they do. They go to Reddit. What is it about Reddit that seems like less toxic than like Instagram and Twitter? Like In general, it's uh, thought to be like better moderated. Um, and I feel that I have like more because like what I can make it so that like I like just follow a few um I don't know. I feel like it's like less intrusive. Like I don't feel like I get ads for like as many other like threads and stuff that I don't follow. Um, and it's like I don't know. To me, it's just been easier to stay away like from from politics. But like there is like a lot of moderation. Um, there most of you know most of the ones that I don't that I follow don't tolerate just like these like bullshit flame war arguments. Um, although I definitely like. Lately, I feel like I'm just more aware and noticing that, like, yeah, it's it's still nonsense and bullshit. Like, there's still all these different threads about all these different things that are just, like, complete bullshit and, like, obvious bullshit, and people are, like, following them. You know, it's like people have gotten over probably, I feel like, over the past few years before COVID, but I think especially since COVID, since people have been isolated and like going into the social media sphere more. And then like, it's like what you, you first were what, like, let's say you first, you were a Biden supporter, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, because of that, like you started arguing with a Trump supporter over masks. And then like you join a thread for, or like, you know, a thing for like a Twitter page for like, masks like pro masks because it's like the right thing to do and then all of a sudden like you know what i mean it just like goes deeper and deeper until like you're in some like thread that's just not even real about like how anti-mask charters are waiting outside your door to kill you you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it's like people like these like different ideas of reality and i've talked about this before i think it's like getting worse and worse because of social media um and i see that on I, I see that on Reddit as well. I just think it's, like, better moderated from, like, rumors and, like, you know what I mean? Does Reddit um, feel less addictive? No. Oh, okay. No, um, but I, for me, like, so the difference for me between Twitter and Reddit is, like, in general, when I get off of Reddit, like, I don't feel like when I get it, go get in my car, like, I'm going to want to, like, crash into somebody else's car or something out of anger. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my I'm God. I would get off of Twitter and just be ready to fucking fight every day, every day. Well, just you, like I was like ready. I would say too, you were like on Twitter at a very volatile time, 
Like, I agree yeah. with you that, that that time I was like that on Twitter. Like, it was just so fucking annoying. But I actually have just, like, made my echo chamber, like, way, uh, way more in tune with my points of view, which is, you know, what an echo chamber is. But, like, yeah. I, I just, like, muted and unfollowed a lot of people. And then yeah. also, I also, like, um, think that now it's kind of more back to like just people telling jokes and stuff and not being like yeah yeah I mean there's still like politics is still like um a thing and you know people are are people in power are you know corrupt and everything's horrible that's still there and everything it just doesn't feel as heightened um and I think maybe because we all felt like during I think a presidential election, especially, we all kind of feel like we have a, a, a foot or a foot in the game or something like, mm, and we have point. so much to gain and so much to lose that we're all more in passion. But I guess now that we're not in an election season, I feel like it's less volatile because we are all like pretty powerless. All we can do is like bitch and moan. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, so, and also, I do want to say, like, too, I also pretty, I try to follow people whose political opinions are, like, opposite of mine. Like, mm-hmm. my main, like, objective in following people on Twitter is, like, aesthetics. Like, if I'm into the same aesthetics that they are. And it just so happens a lot of the times people that um, I'm aesthetically aligned to happen to have different political beliefs than me. So, right. you know, I try to, like, not have that be an issue. Like, I'm not... Well, like, I mean, and that's a great point, like, because the political... Yeah, like, not... Just because someone has the same political opinions as you doesn't mean that, like, all of their other things are stuff that you're going to be into. And yeah. likewise, like, someone that you may work really well with, like, in, like, the career sphere or something like that, like, may have completely opposite political beliefs from you, and that's okay. And, like, we've made it to the point that it's not okay. Because, no, know, I would a say bullshit political beliefs going around yeah. that are super, super toxic and harmful. So, like, yeah, no, if I know that you're racist and you're voting for racist people, I don't think we're going to work together fucker like just we're not i mean well the thing is that and that's kind of like the issue i think though actually when it does come to work if people's political opinions are an issue for people um and um i think that kind of sucks because i don't know i just I think it's okay to have different political beliefs and like you might think like I guess you're talking about Donald Trump being a racist and if you voted for him but like I definitely do not just in general in general people who vote for racist politicians who are outwardly racist yeah I have a problem with that shit and I have a problem if you're like um I have a problem working with you if like you think that like minimum wage is good enough and that certain people deserve to be minimum wage yeah I have a fucking problem with you I don't think we're gonna work all together if that shit comes up yeah, I get that. I, I mean, I, I see, I get that on policy, but like, I actually don't try to play into the racism card because I just don't believe, I think like racism is totally used to divide people in this country and they use it in politics. So I just try not to pay attention to that shit. I mean, you're right about that. Like, um, yeah. And 
Um, as much as like you could say Donald Trump is racist towards um, black people, well, Hillary Clinton is racist towards white trash people. So yeah, I mean, I think Hillary Clinton's just as fucking disgusting. Yeah. No. Yeah. I both. think that like I don't. I, I like, I'm not a liberal. Well, they're both <laughs> disgusting, but like you would more likely work with someone who voted for Hillary Clinton, wouldn't you, rather than Donald Trump? Even though they're both the same. I don't same. know anymore. <laughs> Just, I don't know anymore. I mean, I voted I for Joe Biden, and I, it makes me sick every day. Yeah, I didn't vote for him, and I thought I was going to regret it, and I felt I feel I still feel excellent about it. <laughs> I feel the same as I did. I still feel the same sense of like sick to my stomach. Like uh, I'm doing this. I I think it's the right thing, but it still makes me fucking sick that I did it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, again, I think. You know what? Voting's a psyop. No, <laughs> voting's not real, right? Like, what's real? Nothing is it real. It might not be. It might not be real, though. Anyway, I, mean, I, th- I think we've all been saying that for years. That yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, actually, what you're saying, um, ooh. yeah. I don't know what's true anymore, so it could, it could just crash you now. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be that unbelievable that our elections aren't real. I mean, that we've definitely have seen that in other countries like and I I remember like when I was little like us learning about different countries and and like or just watching the news or whatever wherever I got this information I don't remember but like other countries having like fake elections that were like pretty much just staged and it was pretty blatantly obvious and yes it could have been the framing of whatever I was reading or looking at but I remember thinking like I could never imagine living in a country like that yeah and like well we do (laughs) yeah um but anyway this episode we're supposed to talk about the weather that's what we decided um and i actually can't believe we haven't talked about the weather yet on this podcast right it's pretty crazy it is pretty crazy um yeah it's actually the weather today is pretty nice i'm sitting outside the sky is clear um it's not too humid it's beautiful here Well, and then there's, like, uh, the summer was so fucking hot, though. Like, it it really, this summer sucked. I actually like summer. I'm, like, I was born in the summer. I like summer. I, you know, the heat doesn't really bother me. But this summer was just constantly fucking hot. Like, every week there was a heat wave. Um, And then also on top of that, we, it was, like, oppressive heat but then there'd be like these overcast cloudy days and oppressive heat like it wasn't even like like sunshine it was like this just overcast oppressive heat summer 
and we got a lot of rain and I think that was one of the reasons that the flooding was so epic because the other thing I was thinking I was like we had hurricanes literally hit Philadelphia before in like 2011 there I forget the hurricane's name it was a boy's name I forget mm-hmm. um hurricane eric or something hold on let me let me just oh my god I, that year was crazy uh, that was uh, the rain that year was insane insane rain um, um no, i lived in collingswood and every, it, our, our like the yard was like flooded all the time i remember uh, it was hurricane irene. irene um yeah and it hit um philadelphia and it was the first time well okay well this is saying I don't know if there was another hurricane that hit. I feel like there was probably another hurricane that hit Philadelphia before. But um, let me see Philadelphia hurricanes. Um, Anyway, when Hurricane Irene was here, uh, I was like, that was like insane. Oh, my God, it's showing me the flyers. Um, List of Pennsylvania hurricanes. These are all tropical storms. Okay. Oh, Hurricane Hazel in 1954. 1955, Hurricanes Connie and Diane. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> Connie and yeah, Diane. Right? Connie and Diane are coming. 72, Hurricane Agnes. Ew. Uh, Hurricane Dennis in 99, Hurricane Floyd in 99. I remember, I remember that. I remember Floyd, yeah. But like, uh, oh, which, it was a tropical storm by the time it reached Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess since it's been pretty steady, well, you can see from here. That from like the fifth nineteen fifty, and then there's not one for like twenty or thirty years, right? There's like mm-hmm. tropical storms or whatever. But as you get into the two thousands, there's more and more hurricanes. Um, yeah. But in any case, so Hurricane Sandy hit us. I I didn't think it hit us. I guess it did. Like I remember a lot of these names, but I don't remember the specific like experience of them. I, I do remember the uh, hurricane, uh, whatever the hell that was, in um, 2011. Hurricane Irene. Like be- I remember Irene. Um, like, I remember the, the, I remember that because I feel like there was, like, days of rain and it was, like, it really affected where I lived. So, and this is funny because, like, they're saying Hurricane Irene, the floodwaters ra- raised the uh, Schuylkill River to levels not seen in 140 years. But they were saying that about the um, Hurricane Ida that hit us, too. What was the one that just flooded us? Flooded the city? What was Hurricane that? Ida. That was Ida. Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember. I want to hear more about your experience seeing that. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to say, I, I lived in, in the, our Fairmount art museum area that in 2011 with the hurricane, the last hurricane, whatever the, why can't I, I can't remember the name again. Um, hurricane Irene anyway. And I don't remember the school flooding like that. Um, it's never been like this. This is nothing like this has ever happened that I can remember or no pictures of it. Have I ever seen like, 
And I, when I saw that, I was floored. Yeah, and I yeah. So like, basically, it was like Wednesday night. I remember Wednesday day. I was getting done work, and like it looked like the sky was about to open up. It was pretty, I was like, I better hurry up and get home. Like the storms are about to come. Yeah. And I was like grateful that I got done before all this shit hit the fan. And then yeah. it was just like storming all night. And then we were just getting flood warnings and stuff. And then I remember that people were saying, okay, so the Schuylkill crests at like um, 9 a.m. And it, this was at like six in the morning. And they were like, so the Schuylkill River isn't even cresting yet. And um, I saw pictures in Maniunk and part of Main Street was like underwater. And um, and then like I was like, I usually take the Schuylkill River Trail um, to uh, I, through Center City. That's like my the main artery for me for riding through Center City. And I was like thinking, I was like, well, you know, because I've, been on the trail when it's like close to flooding and but I was like I'm gonna check it out you know and Gus was like you can't ride there it's completely underwater and I was just like oh my god like really and you're and you're just like can't imagine it being completely underwater um yeah and I've definitely seen it to like where it covers the trail there's like one part of the trail that's like um south of market or I guess no that would be north of market and that part um, floods, and there, there's another part like <clears throat> that's like right before Locust that floods as well. And um, but when I saw the pictures, it was worse than that. It was like the trail was completely underwater, and like four or five feet underwater, which Jesus is just insane Christ. to me. It was like, and it came up to like the train over. There's train tracks right next to it, and it was like completely covered the train tracks like you like saw pictures and the lights that were on the trail were like poking out at the top um and then I saw the South Street Bridge um which is there's a ramp that comes up and that was like completely underwater and the water was like up to the bridge it was like insane and because that's like yeah that was so basically it was like 20 feet flooded like 20 feet higher than it normally is and uh and then so I was like oh okay so Scuba River is flooded I'm just gonna take uh 21st street which is my typical like flood route for when the trail's flooded and then I also at that point had seen pictures on the news of Vine, the Vine Street Expressway which was a canal now which was just insane and I've seen insane things on the Schuylkill Expressway. Like I saw like a, one time I saw a school bus on fire on the Schuylkill River Expressway. I saw Jesus. people, I saw protesters get like, um, get, yes, uh, you did. yeah, get like gassed on the Schuylkill River Expressway. So, oh. so anyway, I've seen a lot of fucked up shit, but like, yeah, seeing it cause it was, it was underwater and it was underwater where the water came all the way up to like the road. Tra the traffic signs, the exit signs that were, that that's like at least, um, twelve. I mean, I think trucks pass through there, so at, at least like fifteen feet or something. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. um, it was up to the top. Yeah, yeah, it and it was kind of like, like a canal. Yeah, and it that's never that's literally never happened before. Fuck no. But the way that that happened 
was um, the pumps broke down that normally uh, pump out the water. So, and it, wow. like something like debris or something got in there or something and it, it malfunctioned. And that's why that happened because I was kind of like, cause it did it. What happened is the pumps failed and then it just filled up and that's mm -hmm. basically what happened. And, um, then the, uh, the Schuylkill river, yeah, had flooded to like, um, where, these um, apartment buildings on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway, uh, like the car, the the garage was like underwater. Uh, anyway, but when I was going to work, I was like, I'm not gonna stop and take pictures of the flood, like what everyone is doing. I was tempted, yeah. I wanted to, but I was kind of like, I'm late and I gotta get to work. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm coming down 21st Street and um, traffic is like really backed up. And I'm riding through, like, usually when that happens, like, 21st Street is, like, a two-lane thing. And I just ride in the middle. And I'm riding in the middle. And I see, like, live that the cops are are um, putting caution tape up and, and blocking off the street. They're blocking off traffic and redirecting traffic. And it was happening, like, right then. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I get to 21st and Arch and, like, I, like I'm, I can't believe it, but 21st Street is underwater. Which is, which is like, I mean, yeah, it's close to the river, but like, that's like no. insane. And it was under the water, like cars were under the water. Um, cause people, people who parked there, their cars were completely totaled. Yeah. And that time I did stop and take a picture cause that was just incredible to me. Um, yeah. and yeah, and traffic was just crazy. But I would say the, that like that spot at 21st Street, and it was 21st and 22nd, those were cleaned out by the end of the day, uh, which I thought was pretty impressive. And, that is impressive. Uh, and then, so, because I took 22nd home later in the day and it wasn't underwater anymore. Uh, the other thing that sucks about the floodwaters, and this has happened before too, like on the Schuylkill River Trail, uh, like when the river recedes, it leaves behind this like muddy, gross sediment. Like that is probably just shit. And yep. you can't. Did it smell horrible? Did and, the whole city smell like horrible? Yeah, the city smells like sewage. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing the, with the Vine Street Expressway. Like you, I did on my way home stop and check it out, and I took a picture, like everyone else who was there, and. It, it, it was kind of surreal. Like, everyone that was there, like, looking at it, like, everyone was there to look at it because it was just so surreal to see that. Yeah. And, um, but it smelled like ass. It smelled so well, bad. Well, I, there was, like, posts of people, like, diving into it and shit. I was like, oh, gross. Like, go to the hospital now, please. Like, what the fuck? Like, you have parasites now. Good job. Like. Yeah, I mean, people will do anything to be memed, to, like, be, like, yeah. on the internet. Well, be the internet. What's that? I said you're a gross meme. Enjoy your fucking bot flies or whatever you get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope they... That comes from water. Yeah, I hope they didn't, but I mean, it really smelled. And then I also saw... I hope they didn't, so I, that was a joke. I, I did watch the... I watched the memes I part, partook, and it, yeah, it's, that was fucking crazy. And like I said, like I texted you, I was like, there was a part of me that wishes I was there to like feel what that feeling felt like of just like the water being, you know, and like where it's not supposed to be. And like, yeah. I don't know. I, I love being around water. It gives me like a certain feeling. I don't really know how to describe it. It's like kind of peaceful. Um, 
so it's like a snow day like I get the same feeling in like a snow day yeah like, I mean like quiet and like you know yeah. it's like the water like absorbs the sound and I don't know no there is kind of a disturbing like uh, I don't know um disturbing voyeur voyeuristic thing with natural disasters that yeah the terror of it is entertaining um yeah. and it's like we're we're all just so like you know uh mundane lives like stuck in our jobs and shit and, and like you know just even a natural yes. disaster is like is such a nice distraction it's like a snow day it's, yeah it, that's what it, it, it like feels like it felt would have felt like a snow day which is like super fucked up and like that's again like you said it's like that's how like kind of mundane our lives have become Uh in this society of capitalism where we're just like working 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 and like really if you're in a position like you or me like how much I I don't know I just don't have a lot of energy for anything else at Uh this point in my life yeah um also I'm like a trauma person so Uh like I'm affected by that more than like I've ever realized so like actually for me I get like a sense of calm in chaotic situations yeah. like the more dangerous and chaotic like i get like a total sense of calm well and I, in that moment gus and i too we were watching so gus's parents live in baton rouge so he was like worried about when hurricane ida hit um and it, at the it, baton rouge ended up getting yeah, like, I got, Jesus. yeah baton rouge ended up getting like spared um i mean they still the hurricane hit them but not like straight on like it was supposed to um and his parents they have a generator at their house um so that's really good i mean that's really the main thing they also live in a ranch house so that's mainly the main thing you don't um want to be like uh like living somewhere without a generator because after the hurricane hits like that, this is what it's going on in Louisiana. The there like, it's hot as balls there and there's no electricity. So you can't like, there's no way to keep cool. Um, so that's been an issue, but anyway, they're fine. They have a generator, but we were, Gus and I were watching a live stream of these storm chasers during when hurricane Ida hit, which I felt kind of like bad about, but at the same time, like, what it was entertaining but um and also these guys like shouldn't have been out there they were they were driving right. around um new orleans and, but it was kind of it's fascinating to watch you know like it's oh it, yeah it's like get your adrenaline pumping even if you're just yeah. watching a live stream um and yeah the flooding is pretty crazy how that happens like people don't realize with these flash floods and stuff how quickly you can get stuck and how quickly it turns into like a super dangerous situation. Really uh, bad. And you can yeah. get electrocuted from yeah. the water. Like if you get out of your, I mean, just all kinds of things can happen. Yeah. Like they, like in this, the storm chasers, like there was like down wires on the highway, yeah. like, um, yeah. Dips in the highway were completely underwater and it was also dark out and there's no lights on. So you can't see. So you could accidentally like go into a ditch of water and then that, that'd be yeah. that um and then yeah and as far as like here um in the pennsylvania region like people did lose their lives like you know um 49 people at least it was 49 wow Uh, i thought i think that was the number actually maybe in new jersey that i read the next day uh, yeah because they had tornadoes uh, like official 
yeah, here, I mean, yeah, the, in New Jersey, throughout the state, a lot of shit happened, too. And, and that's, it was, like, people getting trapped in their cars, drowning, just, um, you know, some of the, like, I saw, like, a picture of, like, a car that was, this person, fortunately, was saved and survived, but you saw a picture, like, again, how quick it can happen, like, oh, the tree branch fell on their car, not even, like, a huge one, but the, then they couldn't get out of the car. They were trapped in there, so if floodwaters came, they would have done. And yeah. it would have happened fast. Can you imagine being in your car like that? No, I really, um, I can't. That's like insane to me. Yeah, I know. It's like sad thinking. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, that's what happens. Yeah, because you can't, like, it, how quickly you can't open your door. Yeah, um, and they actually sell um, those, like, little things that can, like, break your glass, you know what I mean, of your window. Like, it's like this little mallet thing you keep in your car. Oh, situation. okay. I, you know, I feel like I'm going to get one. Um, and, like, they also sell those things to cut your seatbelt off if you get stuck in your seatbelt and shit. Like, probably everyone should have those things in their car. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like crazy. You don't think about that stuff. Um, no, well, and you're just like, well, we're moving. Like we're on the major road. Like it's fine, but like not necessarily. Yeah. Well, and then there's like, uh, people who drown in basement apartments. Like what? Oh God. That had to happen so fast for you to get stuck in there. Yeah. Well, this one <clears throat> I heard about, I read about this kid who died and, um, it in was, our area? Uh, no, this was like outside DC. Okay, still. And yeah, um, but he like the the yeah it was a basement apartment, but also the flooding happened at like three in the morning. So okay, so like yeah, I was like that's what happened. That kid was totally asleep, and um, that was that. You know, so fucked yeah. up. And then the other thing was this apartment building like knew that flooding was a problem. And they're oh my like, God. yeah, and their like pump system was like out of date or some shit. So it was like it was even it's shitty landlords. Like I hope his family gets a settlement from them. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, I'm not that hopeful about those things happening. Well. I know, but still, like that is so fucked up. That and then I was like, what was this kid paying in rent? Right, he was paying like fifteen hundred dollars a month. Oh my God! Right. Yeah, that area is expensive. Yeah, even for like a really bad neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, how that's what that is so fucked up that somebody paying that much in rent fucking slumlords fucking slumlords. drowns Taking in their 15, apartment. Fifteen thousand, fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a month. Slumlords. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god, it's disgusting. And the scary thing is, you don't know it's like a slumlord because you would think paying that kind of money there would be basic safety measures in place. Yeah, yeah. And also you like hear... At least you, if, you're, if you're in the slums, you know it's the fucking slums. Yeah. You hear shit like that and you think like third world country shit. Nope, this is America. Yeah, believe it or not, we're still a developing nation. Um, no, actually, I was like thinking more along the lines of like basement apartments I looked at in like Philadelphia where it's like, you know, like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for like the $500 a month apartment and you know yeah. probably just crawl right in the fucking window but like you still need a place to live. Like that's the shit I'm thinking of. Like not yeah. even the real slums, you know, like, but like something like that's what I was like picturing when you said that happened. I'll tell you what, you can't get an apartment for $500 a month anymore in Philadelphia. I'm not surprised. And I mean, you know, I'm talking about 15 years ago. You can? And I'm talking about the literal bottom of the barrel yeah. basement apartments I was looking at in, like, South Philly. You like, could still like, find 700 maybe. Seven yeah, million. maybe. Yeah. And those are shit apartments and shit neighborhoods. Yeah, and I mean, these places were so shitty. 
I, I remember looking at a place in Philadelphia that def I was like, this is definitely where somebody um, comes to stay after right after they get out of prison. Like, and I, and somebody yeah. lived there yeah. and I really think the person's apartment that I was looking at had just gotten out of prison, like, and was staying there. Like, I don't know. It was just like the vibe I got there, like some kind of psychic connection thing. But I was like, this is where people who get out of prison, they come and live here. Cause this is a really right. cheap apartment. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. and it was so, do it was you're fucked when you're out of prison, you're still paying all those, you're still paying all this money to get out of trouble. Yeah. Still. Well, and the um apartment was like there was real there was like a couch that looked like it was probably picked up off the street and their their mattress was like a twin mattress just thrown on the floor and it was a studio yeah. and it had like you know the vinyl flooring like all throughout yeah it was just so depressing yeah. <laughs> and I was just like I hate that kind of floor. yeah and I was kind of like oh my god this is like what I can afford and this is like uh -huh. definitely where people who just had a prison come to live. Like, what the fuck? Uh -huh. um, am I? I'm like, I'm in the same, and I'm not being like, what? What? The, I'm just saying, I haven't been in prison, but financially, I'm on the same level as somebody who got out of prison, which is, you know, pretty. That's like you're fucked if you go to prison, like, and yeah, to well, a job. like you don't have, you now can't get a job. I mean, yeah. Like you're you can't get a job. You're fucked. And like, there's still all this money that you have to pay, all this fees you have to pay. I feel like you have to like pay fees to even like be like on full and have a full officer. Like it's fucking, oh, yeah. it's fucking insane. It's like such a fucked job. Like once you are in that system, they want to keep you in it. Yeah. Being on parole is uh pretty intense. Like I'm, I'm actually slowly but surely watching this um uh, series called Philly DA. And it's like uh -huh. a, a documentary, um, uh, like episodic, I think, I forget how many episodes, but episodic series that follows Larry Krasner, who's like the, you know, the progressive DA that we have now. And, uh -huh. um, and basically it's about him trying to uh, re reshape the penal system here in Philadelphia and like facts about like, you know, Philly had, we have like one of the most incarcerated populations in the country. And anyway, but they follow this one um, woman who uh, was, she basically like committed um, aggravated assault on her mom's boyfriend after he like threw her mattress down the steps and they were having a fight and she like hit him with like an air freshener or something. And she was 12 years old. And she went to jail for that. Jesus. And she's been on parole God. since then, which is like, she's like in her 20s now. Oh, God. And parole. Like, how, what kind of life is that? I know. It's so fucked up. Like, and parole is like, you are you have to check in once a week. Like, it's like, when you're on parole, it's like, not, it's like not an easy fucking life. And like, also anything you could, you could miss an appointment. You could do whatever. And imagine being, like, a teenager and in your 20s. You are going yeah. to, like, miss an appointment and do whatever. Like, this is, like, come on. Like, um, then you are you have a warrant out for your arrest immediately. Like, and then you're, yeah. you're back again. And there's fines. And there's blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's basically being imprisoned. Um, it is. And, I mean, I had friends, like, just in recovery who were on parole and stuff. And, like, literally these people, I watch them. I talk to them every day. 
committed 100% to doing the right thing, all they gave a fuck about. And it was still so hard roadblocks at every turn, like financial roadblocks, especially like it is incredibly difficult to get out of that. Even if like, even for someone who's like, that's all that they're trying to do every day, every second of every day is like focus on getting better. Like that's how hard they can get. Yeah. It's messed up. Anyway, back to the weather. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm back to the weather. Uh, and here's Tom with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the hurricane, whatever. But I wasn't that impressed with like the winds and the rain that night. But there were like tornado warnings and stuff. Um, I can't imagine a tornado hitting Philly. Uh, I wonder if a tor- I'm sure a tornado has hit Philly. I don't know, like, it's, like, weird, because I'm not really sure how, because just because, like, there's such a big density of, like, buildings, like, at least in Center City that are, like, tall and stuff, like, I don't really know, I feel like there's probably certain conditions that, like, are better to, like, make tornadoes occur, Um, but, like, certainly, like, the areas outside of the city have, like, Delco has had tornadoes hit. Yeah. No, I um, remember a a tornado hitting um, when I was in high school. And, uh, it was crazy, like, because we are so lucky though, as much as like, you know, surveillance, whatever, uh, surveillance state, we are so lucky with our phones. Cause it's very easy to get a warning, a tornado warning. Yeah. And well, we all ignore it. Yeah. We all ignore it. <laughs> but like, I mean, that night that like it was flooding and stuff and people were dying. I was at work. Everyone was getting like alerts on their phone and like people at the end of our ship were just like, see you tomorrow. Like, I, I know. I know my brother Tom like worked that night and um we were all worried about him because like Maniac got flooded and like I mean he was fine but I was kind of like you know he was doing quizzo at Fido and I'm like people were like yeah there was like 20 teams at Fido playing fucking quizzo when there's all these like flood warnings yeah people don't give a shit but like I'm just saying like when I just remember in high school when this tornado hit in Delaware County I had like just gotten home from school and you could see that there was a thunderstorm coming, but then you just, the, like the wind was picking up and then the wind just never stopped picking up. And I was outside like on my porch and my cat was outside and I ran to go get my cat because I was like, this is really bad. What's that? Clea? Clea? No, I think it was Felix, my white cat. Oh. Okay. Um, I had him very shortly. He didn't, he, he yeah. like died, um, because, uh, that weird thing that can happen to cats with their legs where they get a blood clot. Oh, yeah. a saddle thrombus. That's not yeah. bad. I'm so sorry. That's really scary. Yeah. Cause there's like literally nothing you can do and it happens so fast. No, yeah. They yeah. just die. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry people for them until they get like drugs or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, but he was alive then. And I ran out to go get him just instinctually and, um, came in the house. And immediately I remember after shutting the door, it was like, it, like people say it was like a train, like hearing a train. Wow. And oh, then, and Tom was home too. And then like, uh, a tree fell on our house and shook oh, yeah. the, yeah, shook the entire house. And, um, yeah, it shook the entire house. And when that happened, Tom and I were in the kitchen and we were looking at each other. We're like, let's go to the basement. Like, this is fucked up. And, um, I remember I got my hamster too and we were in the basement and then, uh, basically it passed and we came up from the basement 
and yeah there was a tree that fell on our roof and it like went into my bedroom like it broke my bedroom oh my window God. yeah shut the fuck up yeah this was before this was before we were friends because i would remember this dude i think we were friends then i don't know i mean i think i had my hamster penny maybe it was uh, you before didn't have an answer when i knew you okay you yeah like, this, this was like had to be like a, you had to be in eighth graders uh, yeah i was probably thing. like 14 13 14 but I was definitely yeah. like a teenager, like I, because yeah. I don't think, um, yeah. And also, I don't think you ever met Felix. I don't think you knew me. I right? didn't. I okay. know that I didn't. I remember. I met you when like you found Clea. Yeah. And you still had Simpson. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So a tree fell on our house and and caved in the roof on the third floor, and then it also um came in my bedroom window on the second floor. Uh, it was actually scary to see because it fell right on my bed. My bed was like right yeah. under the window. Like if it happened in the middle of the night, I would have gotten hurt. Yeah, hurt. yeah. Um, and yeah. So and then we, that. Oh. oh, I know it's crazy. Anyway, so it turns out that we found out that that was a tornado. I didn't see like a cyclone or anything like that. Uh, but it was a. It was we were like hit with a tornado so and that was in the 90s yeah and there was no warning um but also though tornadoes that would hit around there are like um nothing they're like they're not like we're, i don't think we're getting tornadoes like you know f5s or whatever we're getting like right f well not yet <laughs> yeah i mean um oh yeah i turned i pulled up this article on like why storms are getting worse in the Philadelphia region. Um, yeah. The atmosphere is often described as an ocean air and in terms of the fear and terror they instill, tornadoes thus could be likened to sharks. Oh, wow. What a huh. poetic opening to an article. Right. Sharknado! Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the big difference in this instance would be that, that tornadoes are far more dangerous as the Philadelphia region just discovered. Okay, whatever. Um, oh, okay. I mean, there's a video. There's a video that someone took of a tornado, like it looks like it's crossing the Burlington Bristol Bridge, which is very close to where I live. Oh, that's um, crazy. Yeah, they're yeah, saying okay. actually the one that touched down recently in Ben Salem was an F three. Wow, that's a big one, right? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty big. Um, uh, Brooks and other experts cautioned against drawing hard conclusions about the trends based on recent tornado activity. So I feel like just no one knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. She's off the rails. Yeah. Because we fucked up the fucking, we fucked up the balance. This is it. It's happening, and we just are gonna, you know, see what happens. And like, I like I'm the type for like I'm like, oh, we're all gonna die. Like, no, like humanity is not gonna die, but like a lot of us are probably gonna die. Well, they're saying here that um, cell phones, like reports, you see reports more often because of cell phones. That makes sense. Uh. They're, they're, I thought they were going to tell. This is, like, annoying. In 1950, they constituted less than 1 in 10 of all tornadoes. 
God, there's so many people in our lives around here. It's definitely, it's so, and now we're getting, it's getting hot. Like we, we're not even safe in fucking September because I was like in, like when September hit, I'm like, I am so ready for fall. And let me tell you, I'm normally not like that. Like I like fall, obviously it's nice weather, Same. but like, I am also like depressed because it's going to be cold soon. I don't even fucking yeah. care anymore because it's so hot. You can go outside. Yeah, I hear you. I feel the same way. Um, it was like so nice on Friday. Uh, and then it started to like, yesterday was hot. It feels like it's hot today too. It's going to be fucking it hot this whole week. Oh, what happened? Marine, Marine hung up on me. Oh no, I don't want to call that person. Out. I just put Marine's phone number on blast. That was definitely my fault. I removed my phone but it's recently Bub like shadows me in the house. It's pretty funny. He like what are you drinking? Um, I got a ginger seltzer. Oh, I was actually I have kombucha. Um, I have a watermelon one, but I almost dropped my ginger one. But I was like, nah, it's like hot out, so I'm drinking. Um, I should get I should I'm because I'm not drinking again. Um, I should get kombucha though, because that's fine, right? It's not, but it's like kind of like having a beer. It has like a trace amount of alcohol, but like people in recovery drink it constantly, like super popular. Um, fucking matter. Um, well, because it's kind of like having a. It's good for your stomach. Yeah, I actually since like when I first was in NA and stuff, like it really annoyed me that there was like no grown up drinks. Um, like if you don't drink, like you're, it's like oh, yeah. Coke. Like that's what you're allowed to drink. But like right. yeah, kombucha. It's like it's like a, an actual adult beverage that's not alcoholic. Like it has like you can get really good ones with like all different like flavor notes and like shit like that. Like you can definitely like, you can brew it at home. You can get the scoby and brew it at home and make it different flavors. Like yeah, it's definitely like the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really again, it's good for your stomach. It has a lot of probiotics. Well, it's like I guess like. You know, honestly, again, with the whole not drinking thing, it's, like, more a social problem, like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like I'm hanging out with a bunch of people, but, like, even when Gus is, like, having a beer or something, I'm always, like, I'm kind of, like, I want a beer, you know, or, like. That's what I do. I'll drink kombucha. Kombucha or, um, I really, I haven't had this in a while, but, like, there's this drink, it's this stuff called ginger. I don't know if I've ever told you about this before. Yeah, you told me about that. A couple of years ago. So good. And, like, you can just, like, mix it with, like, a little bit of seltzer. But it has – so it's, like um, – it's, like, ginger, cayenne, lemon, uh, like, probably cane sugar. So it has, like, all of the different flavors. So it's, like, a very, very, like, rich kind of, like, flavor. Um, oh, cool. You don't feel like you're drinking a fucking soda. You feel like you're drinking, like, grown-up drink. Um, okay, so what other weather, yeah, I mean, basically, it's, it's fucking hot out again. Yeah, it's gonna be hot out this week. Um, when I, I had, like, a, weather was a real big part of my bike trip that I did from, um, 
the uh i haven't talked to you about my bike trip from i was gonna say i'm curious to hear and i know that was like ringing for a lot of that yeah i mean we i mean hindsight's 2020 but also it was my birthday and my birthday is in august so you know that's when like i planned the trip for my birthday and my birthday's in august so whatever but looking back i'm kind of like um so I, for people, whatever, on the pod, people listening to the podcast, all 20 of you, I did for my 40th birthday, I did the um, Great Allegheny Passage, which is a bike path that is runs from Pittsburgh to Cumberland, Maryland. And then I got on the CNO Canal Trail that runs from Cumberland, Maryland to Washington, DC. All around, it's like a 350 mile uh, bike trip. And it's all one bike trail, which is great because I don't like riding on highways and stuff like that, even if it's like bike approved or whatever. Um, I don't like it, it makes me nervous. And this is just a completely on the trail and it i did it in um seven days you can definitely do it uh shorter if you want to ride longer days so the days i was right I, I rode pretty much 40 mile days and um the i did pretty much 40 mile days for two days i did 60 miles um and i also like gus and i like we took our time you know, we stopped for lunch and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, you could definitely do it shorter if you want, but I don't yeah. really see the point of that. I think it's fun right. to stop and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, anyway, I, weather was a big part of it because when we, I remember when we were leaving, like everyone was like, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. The heat like is annoying but it really doesn't bother me that much and also when you're riding your bike it's kind of like there's like a breeze um and the other part i would say about this trail that was good is that you're mostly in the shade you're in the woods so it's cooler um yeah so when it was really hot it really wasn't that bad we were like in the woods there was one part and it was actually funny that the day uh, the hottest day on the trail, it was like 92 degrees, um, really bad, really hot. And, uh, we, it was the one day on the trail that there was, we were not in the woods. We were like out in the open in farmland and, Uh and it was like pretty brutal. And we were also kind of going uphill. Uh, but by the end of it, we were going through a lot of tunnels that were there because um, the Great Allegheny Passage is an old rail, rail to tra- like it ran with like, I think it was like, it's part like workers working on the train. And then I think part of it was actual train tracks that have been covered up and turned into a trail. But um, we're going through a lot of like tunnels through mountains, which is really cool, but also literally cool because it's the temperature is nice. So like going through tunnels was like a little air conditioned break. Um, And uh, it was, you know, whatever. Anyway, it was hot as balls. Like even like one part of the day, like Gus was really fading. And also the hottest day, it was like the less shade, but also it was a day we were doing 60 miles. And, um, 
Like, I told Gus at one point that he could, like, trail behind me because, like, again, the heat doesn't really bother me that much. But we also were – our water was, like – we were drinking, like, electric electrolyte water. So, like, keeping hydrated is, like, the most important when it's super hot. Yeah. So we were fine. We did fine. But um, we – What plants crave. What's that? It's what plants crave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like – then it was, what was tough was, like, when thunderstorms were hitting, because um, we were, like, you know, out on the trail, it's it's really not safe, like, because there's a lot of, like, tree down trees that could happen, like, a tree could fall on you, that's, like, one reason that you don't want to be out on the trail during a thunderstorm. We somehow, like, missed a lot of it. The one day where we, it got, we got really hit with thunderstorms, we were like just outside of Pittsburgh and we, we ended up just stopping somewhere and um, we were ended up having to stop for like two hours. There was like a tornado warning, like at one point. And then when it was subsiding, we went back on the trail and we were like really close to our, where we were camping and uh, like getting back on the trail was like, wow, it's good. We weren't on the trail because then all of a sudden there was all these down trees. Like we were like, we were like having to like stop and go around a tree like every mile it was like pretty crazy um and then like camping you really should not be in a tent during a thunderstorm and the one night we were totally in a tent during a thunderstorm um yeah like i mean yeah i don't yeah especially because we were like well we were at a campground yeah what else were we gonna do i guess we could have like go by the bathrooms or something for shelter if a really bad storm was coming we could we could have went to the bathrooms um for shelter that would probably be there was pavilions we probably could have done that um but it was also like the thunderstorms were hitting like in the middle of the night um yeah. anyway we did it it was stupid we shouldn't have uh also like you kind of check at your campground you, you never camp like underneath a tree with like dead limbs or anything like that mm. um and we definitely weren't camping around any dead trees but like lightning can strike your tent and um it also what i read it it electrifies the ground underneath you so oh. you you would just get electrocuted from the ground what? yeah oh my God. yeah so um not safe to be in a tent during a thunderstorm yeah it was like something you can put under the tent to protect yourself from that like if you feel like you're going to be in a situation where that could occur like um i don't think there is something because the articles that i read were basically like don't be in a tent during a thunderstorm (laughs) they were like yeah it's not safe don't be in a tent so anyway then like when we got to our uh one place that was in um frostburg maryland and we were we were camping but we were like in a field which is like you're like definitely gonna get struck by lightning because you're just in a field in your tent and but it was funny like the guy who ran the campground too he was like well if there's a big thunderstorm coming he's like just come at the porch or something like that he was like he thought we were crazy he was like you guys really i don't know if you really want to be camping tonight and he was trying to get us to stay in the hostel, but we were kind of like over it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then a thunderstorm didn't come. Didn't care if you lived or died. I understand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were just like, we'll be fine. 
we were like, you know, we're fine. Um, but the thunderstorm ended up not coming. The other thing that was funny, because the rain was like following Gus and I. And, um, but since it was hot, like, I didn't care. Like, I didn't, yeah, I mean, I it, it was fine. Like, um, it kind of sucked because you were then like, you're waterlogged, you know, your clothes are just soaking wet. And it kind of sucks setting up your tent in the rain and like, uh, you just never feel dry. That kind of sucks. But yeah, otherwise, whatever. Um, but that, but also everywhere, everywhere we were traveling had just been in a drought. Like, so we were complaining about the rain, but everyone who was like lived in these towns were yeah, like, they were like, yay. Yeah. Cause they had just had a drought. Um, like even this one campground, the guy, it like rained a little bit, but like, he was saying, he was like, yeah, we've been in a drought, so I kind of really want it to rain. And he's like, you'll see, like, on the field. The field was, like, the grass was, like, brown. All the trees looked pretty bad. They looked, like, dry. And the leaves were starting to brown. That's how much of a drought it was. And even the little bit of rain that hit while we were there started to turn part of the grass green. It was pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, like, if you have a plant that's, like, dying and you water it, you totally see it be, like, we're good. Yeah, no, the grass, like, it was it was hilarious. Like, the parts of the grass were, like, starting to turn green. I was like, wow, that's how desperate this grass is for water. Um, and then we, uh, when we got, we were in Harper's Ferry, and we were getting ready to leave. It was funny. I was in this, like, general store at Harper's Ferry, and the woman was, like, it was a uh, tropical storm. Fred was coming and she was like, you're going on the trail. Like there's a tropical storm coming. And also the, on the canal trail, it's dangerous because you're riding next to a river. Well, I guess yeah. part of the gap you're riding next to a river, but the canal trail is like, you're riding next to a river and there's a canal. So it's like flooding's really bad. And, um, anyway, like she's like, there's like a, emergency whatever we were like fuck like we might get stuck um we were staying in a lock house though so we were staying in a house so that that's a lock house it's um well along the um the cno canal there's all these um lock houses which uh were are just houses that were built for workers who worked on the locks oh like l-o-c-h um l-o-c-k lock on the lock. Yeah, the lock is L-O-C-K. That's how it's spelled. Okay. Um, and, yeah, the lock is basically where they open the canal and, and shut it, like, so to mm. control the levels so that boats can travel. I was travel. thinking of, like, the Loch Ness monster, like you were saying. Oh, not a lock. No. No, a lock like on the lake. canal. It's a lock okay. on the like canal. A can I, right, like yeah. a a mechanism to keep the, to control the water level yeah everything. exactly yeah okay, gotcha. and, and the workers uh yeah and the work and the houses were built for the workers who like lived right next to the canal so they could operate it all the time and uh the houses are all built like in the 1800s or like old houses actually the um the lock house we stayed at was actually uh president grover used to stay there and go fishing. So we, we stayed at Cleveland? a, what's that? Oh yeah. Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
that he would stay there to go fishing. So we actually stayed where President Grover Cleveland used to stay. That's really cool. Um, but I would say this. Actually, it sucked, though. Um, oh, that's really shitty. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> it was hot out and, like, there's no air conditioning or electricity or anything. You're just like in this house and it's hot as balls. Like there were, and there was just no airflow. So we, we were like, we did not sleep. We were so hot. We didn't sleep that night. And, um, the, it was really buggy and muggy and yeah, we actually didn't have a good time. Um, that's okay. Uh, and also the lock house was like, it's right on the trail. And there's a, there's actually like, it's people. And that was the other thing I was saying on this trip when we were like on these trails. I mean, it, it was shitty weather. It was hot as balls or it was pouring rain or it was thunderstorming. And I would see people on the trail that lived around there, like going for a jog or whatever, or going for a hike. And I'm like, why are you fucking here? Like I'm here because I made reservations. Okay. Like I have to be here. But if I had, if I lived around here, I would not be on the trail today. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, this would be like, I would not be on the Wissahickon during a fucking thunderstorm or hottest balls day. I wouldn't go to the Wissahickon. So what the hell are you doing here? Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it was, uh, the weather was a big, you know, pain in the ass factor of this trip. I was like, you know, I, I would say the plus side on like, I wouldn't recommend going on this trip for other bike riders who might be interested during hurricane season, which is like August through what is it? October or September. It's like, well, now it's probably like August through August, <laughs> August through September, whatever. I, I don't go on the trail then, but the plus side of going on the trail now is that, um, a lot of people won't. And it wasn't that busy. Like I can imagine going on it in the fall and there'd be like just a ton of people on it. Um, right. Because that would be like perfect weather. Cause it's like cool. Um, and in the spring, it's probably really popular too. So yeah. that's the, the upside of going during hurricane season is less people. So might die about less people. Yeah. And, and the woman, I, I meant to say the woman at the, um, general store was like you're going out there like there she was like um the governor of west virginia issued a state of emergency which is funny because harper's ferry is actually on the borders three states it borders um west virginia virginia and maryland and so i said to her i said well we'll be in maryland because she was like (laughs) which is like just across the river but, um, and, and then she goes, when I said that I was, she was like, um, oh, well that's not, well, whatever, what you really have to worry about. And I told her, I said, we've been riding in the rain and it'll be fine. And she was like, well, that's not, you have to worry about all the down trees from the heavy rain and blah, blah. She was like really do black, trying to black pill us to, um, stay in Harper's Ferry, which we definitely <laughs> were not going to do. Actually, I read recently from hurricane ida that harper's ferry was like closed off because they had flooding and there's just one bridge to like get to harper's ferry it's like a and it's a towpath um and off the trail like i'm just talking like if you're coming off the trail like for instance um the appalachian trail also um goes through harper's ferry 
and uh-huh. there's like a towpath bridge from the Appalachian Trail and also from uh, the bike path. And anyway, that was closed off. So we would have been like trapped there if we stayed. Um, oh, that bitch was wrong. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Harper's Ferry was really cool. I really liked it though. Yeah. Yeah, there's only a population of like 200 some people that live there, which is crazy. Um, because, I mean, I guess it's just like uh, the floodwaters are so bad there and there's just no commerce. I don't know. The population's really low. Um, anyway, pretty town though. Very pretty. Uh, we went on a ghost tour while we were there. Too. Oh, yeah? Did you see any ghosts? No, I didn't see any ghosts. And also, our ghost tour got interrupted from a thunderstorm coming in. That's uh, creepy, though. How fun. <clears throat> yeah, it looked great because, like, you're, like, in the mountains and you can, like, see the storm coming in. So it's, like, this mist around the mountains that comes creeping in. It's really cool. Uh, that is cool. <clears throat> but we had most of the tour was, like, inside of a church. And, um, uh... I, th- I forget, oh my God, I forgot the name. I think it was um, St. Peter mm-hmm. or St. Paul. One of those. One of those guys. Which is, who's the one who started the Catholic Church? Was that St. Peter? Um, I don't remember that. I feel like it might have been Peter or Paul. Wasn't Paul Saul and then he was dead yeah. and then he returned good and he's like the top fucking He's like Jesus' uh, best know. friend. Yeah, none of those people probably started the church. Like, the, you know. Mary Magdalene started, started it. The Catholic Church. Evil people started the Catholic Church. Like, I don't know. The, Jesus is like actual friends, probably. You know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> whatever. I forget the name of the church. And, uh,. But it's it was a beautiful church, but still. And then the tour lady was like very school marmy, so I kind of felt like I was getting like lectured rather than mm. being told ghost stories. Mm. Uh, and it was funny because like they were like cat, it was cash only. Um, which is like I think that's fucking stupid. I'm sorry because what I mean, why you can accept cards very easily. Uh, I don't want to pay the fees. Yeah, I guess I guess that's an issue. But like you, like for instance, I ended up Venmoing her. Like, why can't like yeah, you can do Venmo or something like that. Um, but also because it's like in the middle of nowhere. Like, are there ATMs? Like, and and also it was like at the top of a hill. It was funny because it was at it's at everything's at the top of a hill, in in uh, Harper's Ferry. But anyway, um, <laughs> but like they, she was like, oh, it's cash only. I was like, okay, well, I mean, is there an ATM near here? Because like, it's a mountain town in the middle of nowhere. Okay, where's the ATM? Are you going to get cash? Yeah. And um, she's like, there is. She didn't tell me where it was though. And she was just like, I'll, I could take your card. Because the reason being, because if there was an ATM, it's at the bottom of a hill, which would take me. Like double uh-huh. double the time to go to the ATM, um, and she was like, "You're lucky my husband's not doing the tour tonight because he wouldn't take whatever." I was like, "Oh shit!" Okay. Well, you're lucky I'm here paying for your tour, cut. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, and anyway, and, and it wasn't really worth it either because we didn't get to walk around the town because there was a thunderstorm. We were just in the church. Um, so it wasn't really spooky at all. But it, it was like a history uh, lesson. I think churches can be spooky as fuck. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, I wanted to walk around the town at nighttime because it was, like, nighttime and you walk around the town so, and she tells the ghost so stories. So, like, what were the ghosts? Like, what were the things that occurred there that made it, like, ghost hotspot? Um, yeah, so um, there was this one ghost story that was, like, Screaming Jenny is called, which actually didn't really even happen in Harper's Ferry, but it was this um, Irish um, cook that got her dress caught on fire at the, um, you know, at the stove or whatever. And so she, and then she like ran out of the house as her dress caught on fire and she ran to the train station, I guess. And a train came and then hit her. Uh, that's the whole story. Yeah. And well, I mean, I feel like that's better well, the the story goes, the ghost story goes, is now you can, sometimes you see, you hear a screaming orb of light at the train station, like running down the tracks, and it's screaming Jenny. Um, and then, let's see, another tour uh, guide thing. So the town is famous, Harper's Ferry is famous because of John Brown. Uh, you know who John Brown is. Don't you? No. <laughs> um, nope. Well, he's he's a famous abolitionist who like started pretty much was like the advent <laughs> of the Civil War. Um, he uh, basically was like he was this like Baptist minister. I think where the hell is he from originally? I forget. I forget where he's from originally, but. Um, he was like made it his life's mission to end slavery. He was like slavery is bullshit and he was like really aggressive about it as an abolitionist and then started a militia and would go out and like kill slave owners to free slaves. And he was doing this and he was trying to um then uh through like freeing slaves he was trying to get them to join his militia and he was trying to start like a up a slave uprising. So that, that was his plan to end slavery was to free slaves and get them to, to fight. to fight. Right. So his big standing was he went to Harper's Ferry and um, there was an arms, whatever uh, place. I can't think of words. And uh, he went there and, um, took over the arms place. I'm really annoyed. I can't think of the fucking word for it. Um, and took over like armory? the armory. My God. He took over the armory there at Harper's Ferry. And it was a, like a good place to make a stand, I guess, because uh, you're like, there was like trains like that. You could take over the passage of goods through trains there was the rivers. I don't know. There was it was like a strategic kind of takeover, and uh, and and so they still have like the town and the buildings there that he inhabited, and like it's a big part of the town. Uh, the story of John Brown, and but in any case, he ended up um, getting taken getting taken over 
because I mean, it was pretty uh, amazing what he did, but it was still only, he only had like a brigade of like 13 dudes or something like that. Like not a lot of people. And he ended up being uh, arrested and he was hung at Harper's Ferry and died. You know, uh, he was stood trial and was like, you know, conspiracy, whatever. Yeah, to... it took a long time to get yeah. books, but I can't uh, really argue with what he was trying to do as far as like, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, he, he was he was just like <laughs> slavery. Yeah, he was like slavery is fucking bullshit. And, Give uh, them a chance, like let let people fight for themselves. Yeah. Trying to help them, you know. Like, and um, it definitely makes sense for me. Although, yeah, I mean, his end, he was definitely taking that risk, mm-hmm. but he like died for what he believed in. Yeah, and also he the the other problem he had gathering forces is that slaves um, didn't really trust him. They thought he was crazy too. So. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, there was one, uh, black man that, oh my God, he has like a crazy name too. And I can't remember it. Like, I feel like his name is like danger or something. I don't know. Um, sorry, everyone. You should like look it up. Uh, I'm, this isn't an educational podcast. I'm just trying to tell a ghost story. So the, so, so we're in this alley in Harpers Ferry called Hogs Alley and this um, person who was an acquaintance of John Brown was like trying to free his wife from slavery. His wife and child were in slavery. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how it came down to, but I, he was uh, a freed slave. But, and I forget how he came to his end. But anyway, he came to his end in Harper's Ferry, probably because he was associated with John Brown. And they killed him in this alley. And then left his body there to rot and be eaten by, by the pigs in the town. Cool, cool, cool. So cool. he was like eaten by hogs in Hog Alley. Anyway, so the ghost story goes is that he haunts Hog Alley. And you, you, what you do is you see a shadow of a man wearing a top hat. And that's supposedly him. Gotcha. And, all, and some people like say that you could see his blue eyes because he actually he was a black man who had blue eyes and and you could see his blue eyes too um yeah how does that happen Uh, white slave owners raping oh yeah (laughs) yeah um and then the tour the old the lady who used to give the tours apparently haunts the tours now and she sounded pretty cool, actually. I, I wish I could have gotten a tour from her instead of the school marmy lady. Um, and yeah, I mean, there was like a bunch of other little stories, but you know, um, ghosts hanging out on balconies and stuff like that. But it was it was fine. I didn't see any ghosts. Nothing, nothing happened. Um, <clears throat> we got a little history lesson. Yeah. Well, I will say that night. Whoa, what happened? Uh, I'm just, actually, um, it was my um, dryer. <laughs> I just huh. emptied the wind trap and I was putting it back in. I had a nightmare last night. This is crazy. That I was uh, like working, cleaning at this um, uh, old folks home. It was like a 55 plus community, right? Okay, yeah. And I had an account there. And to clean there... You had to dress old timey, like in the eighteen hundreds. 
you, yeah. and, and it was really annoying. Like I would have to change into this like 1800s dress when I got there. And I was definitely not like period accurate. I was definitely just like half assing it. Like I would wear like the dress, but I still had my Converse on, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. And um, I hated that. I hated that I had to do that, but whatever. And there was for some reason, like, I wanted to get one over on this um, place and I would bring my laundry and do my laundry there while I was cleaning this place. I mean, Makes I don't sense. know. I don't know why. I don't know yet, but I had some laundry with me and I did my laundry while I was there. Well, it turns out like I got caught doing my laundry there like by because they track um, people's uh -huh. water use. Uh -huh. And like apparently associated with this account, they tracked this guy's water usage and uh -huh. caught that me doing laundry. And like I, they like knocked up while I was there cleaning and I answered the door and they're like, Beth Heinley. And I was like, yes. And they're like, come with me. I was like, wait, what the hell is this about? And they're like, we know you've been doing laundry here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so going to get fired. This is like crazy. I was like, how the hell did they find out I did laundry here? And like, yeah, it was nuts. And then I was like, at the same time though, I was like, well, fuck this place. I don't want to wear this stupid dress. This is so weird that you make us dress like this. You make all the servants dress like old timey. It's, it's fucking weird. And, um, that was my nightmare. That's pretty interesting. It's just interesting to me because it like all actually like really has to do with like clothing and like jobs and resources yeah it's weird um yeah i should start keeping a dream journal again so i can make sense yeah of this shit. I, I, I think that i definitely should um do that <clears throat> but as far as the, there well, was a, with neptune in huh. its placement you're gonna have um a lot of more vivid dreams what kind of and dreams also next vivid um and like relevant a good time to look at your dreams. Yeah. More sensitive to like the spiritual realms during this time potentially. And also next year because Jupiter is going to be conjunct next, next year in 2022. Also, the, a big thing with that is flooding associated. Um, the last time that Jupiter and Neptune were conjunct was 150 years ago. Of course, like major flooding at that time. Crazy. So that's going to happen in 2022. Yes. And in 2022 is America's Pluto return. And Pluto has to do with like basically everything unconscious. Like, so if you think about, um, so the Pluto return means that like Pluto is going to be at the place in the chart where if this would be like going by a chart that would have been done by like the sign of the Declaration of Independence. So like a Pluto return would indicate um, like almost a reckoning like things that have been plaguing the unconscious of like the United States as a whole kind of like coming back up. So like all these like race issues and like, um, you know, the poor versus the rich and like control versus freedom and like all this stuff. So it's like all around like in 2022 is going to be an interesting year because of all that stuff occurring, which may it just, I feel like in this conversation, we kind of talked about all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like I should mention that yeah. because, uh, yeah, it's just another, even more like astrological, major, powerful things happening. Plus again, with the Uranus 
Saturn squares that are occurring, which is actually really strong right now. Um, you're gonna, there's, it's like a lot of this like freedom versus like lockdown. Not lockdown, but I don't want to say that in the sense of like COVID specifically, but like the little guy being like, we need our freedom versus like the people in control being like, you're not having freedom. Um, so yeah, all kinds of interesting stuff coming up. Um, <clears throat> why? What, yeah, how can you like astrology can predict weather? Is that like a theme? Um, well, yeah. If, so, if you think about it in terms of like even think about the moon and the tides, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, the movements of the planets, you know, you would in a sense would have probably like less of a powerful impact on the earth but like yeah there's definitely things like for example right now uranus is in taurus which is associated with earthquakes um neptune being a water sign being in pisces which is a water sign having like jupiter come into that would be like whoa like a big like rush of water because jupiter like makes everything bigger um and magnifies everything Mm -hmm. um so yeah absolutely there's definitely like astrologers would say that a lot there's absolutely like the other planets affect the Earth, mm-hmm. um, and the Earth, the, the weather is part of the Earth. That, that to me actually makes more sense than it affecting people. Um, yeah. So, how do so, you think global warming like plays into that? I mean, I don't know. I think that there's definitely human actions, obviously, involved with that. But like, there's also obviously the Earth itself has its own larger cycles that we, that are probably outside of our awareness because we haven't been tracking weather for very long because of this, you know, a couple hundred years, whatever, um, at least the modern way that we've been doing it. Um, so, like, I feel like it, I mean, you know, the sun affects weather, the, there's solar flares that affect weather, like, absolutely, I think the movements of the planets and, and astrological cycle, cycles, I think it actually makes that it would affect the weather and um, global warming could, or climate change absolutely mm-hmm. could be affected by both our actions and whatever like larger patterns are going on. Um, and we're also in, we have been in um, the, the end, like we've been going through the end of like a bunch of major planetary cycles and, you know, obviously the end of the cycle means that it's going to be the beginning of a new one. So like we're, over the past couple of years, like a lot of cycles have been ended, like major long ones, and they all kind of ended at the same time around the beginning of 2020 mm-hmm. and are restarting again. Um, so, what are the restarts involved? Um, I actually did send you like an article about it, but like, I it was like a major, like, there was like a Saturn, I think, cycle that restarted around the same like around all the beginning of 2020 and now i'm gonna like sound like an idiot because like i don't know specifically but there was like a number of major planetary cycles that all converged at the same time um into end and then restart you know what i mean around that time so usually it wouldn't all happen at the same time because they're all different lengths but like this is like kind of when it all aligns uh so it's just like a really powerful time of like things ending and beginning anew and like um a rebirth process probably in a sense um which is painful um and that, that, there's like the idea that that's part of what we've been going through um but you know 
I do see humanity as well, actually, definitely part of the earth. Like, we look at ourselves as being like this separate entity for some reason, but fucking we're not. Um, mm-hmm. We're very much of the earth. And, like, I think anything that affects us affects the earth, affects the universe. Like, it's all the same thing, even though we want it to not be, because it makes us feel more in control. Like, sorry, you're not in control. And, like, you are of the earth. You came from it, you're going back to it. Mm-hmm. And whatever is going on with us is going on with it, and vice versa. Um, and I do think that astrological cycles affect all of it. Like, I think, I think it does. Yeah. And it's all out of our control, and I think that people get really scared of that. Like, that there might be some intelligence going on that is outside of our awareness and control, but there is. Where's where are you that there was a car horn? Well, I'm sitting outside on my desk. Oh. Um. So we should we've been talking for like two hours now. Oh wow! Yes, we have. Uh, we should do closing weather thoughts. What was that? Uh, that movie that we watched with Nicolas Cage where he's just like, you know, it's weather. It's the wind. It just blows around. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, it was the one where he was the weather guy. I think it was actually called The Weatherman. It was called The Weatherman. You watched that with me? I thought you and I at least watched it around the same time. The Weatherman. It was in the 2000s. It's, oh my god, it's, it's like pretty good. I, like, well. People are always like throwing like slushies at him on the street because they recognize him. They're like, fuck you, weatherman. Oh, yeah, I've, se- I've seen that. Yeah, but I have not. I can't remember watching it with you, and I also don't think I watched it since it came out in 2005. We may not have watched it together, but I thought that we had talked about it because Nicholas Cage. Yeah, anyway, he's, he's awesome. He at the end of the movie, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just like the weather. Just wind, it just blows around. And when his whole job is like predicting the weather. So, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. It's just weather. It just blows around. Like, we're I remember during like when um people weren't flying as much like it was the weather predictions were off because they uh use the like they use like i don't know how how it works i guess doppler work radar works with airplanes but like they the, the weather predictions were off because there wasn't as much air traffic interesting so they weren't able so, to like, to be as accurate crazy so like meaning that we get our weather data from airplanes or meaning that airplanes actually have an effect on the weather or both i i it's the data we get the data from the airplanes gotcha um yeah so that was interesting i mean i guess like my closing weather thoughts are like uh you yeah i i get how humans begin to feel disconnected from it because we all live in our pods and are able to control the atmosphere in our homes to an extent. Um, and, but like one thing I like about like camping and going out like in the woods is really feeling subjected to the natural elements. Like you really have to deal with the rain. You really have to deal with the heat. Um, and it just kind of brings you back to that environment. But, you know, sometimes 
your house is not a safe haven and you can't control it and that's like when weather becomes real for people yeah and that's an incredibly threatening idea because your home is supposed to be your safe space and like when that gets like you were describing at the beginning when a tree fell through the fucking window yeah that is like rapey it's like environment rape yeah uh like trigger you know, warning we're in your safe space um then well do you consider our earthquakes weather yes yeah i'm worried about i get par- i'm super paranoid about um earthquakes increasing in pennsylvania because of fracking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like a real thing like it like um we actually i was in an earthquake here in philadelphia in like well i was gonna say that- what 2011? Yeah, I think that was that same year. We were talking about, yes, we were talking about actually the hurricanes, and I was going to say at that point that that was, I think, the year that we had that earthquake. Yeah, we're like, um, what are the Pennsylvania faults? Here, I'll look it up like real quick. Um, we, we do, there are fault lines in Pennsylvania, like, because people are like, what? But no, we have, uh, so we have the Ramapo Fault. Um, why is it so hard just to look up shit? I guess it's just that one. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just the one we have. It's called the Ramapo. Yeah, there's fault lines everywhere, right? It's just like not exactly. Um, no, there's not fault lines everywhere. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of them, but they're not everywhere. I mean, uh, is it, so the Ramapo fault zone is a system of faults between the northern Appalachian Mountains and Piedmont areas to the east, spanning more than 185 miles in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, it is perhaps the best known fault zone line in the Mid-Atlantic region. Um, especially after recently public knowledge about the fault has increased after uh, the 1970s when the fault's proximity to the Indian Point, Point nuclear plant in New York was noted. Yeah, there's like... That's what I was going to fucking bring up with nuclear plants. That's what's um, Yeah, because one stands on a fault line that is directly affected by fracking in the Pennsylvania region. So there's Excellent. been more activity on the Rampo, Ramapo fault line due to fracking. And that was like uh, the part of the earthquake that hit Philadelphia in 2011. Huh, that's fucking crazy. Um, I remember, it was like weird because that morning um, we were talking about that we smelled natural gas and then the earthquake happened. Like we smelled natural gas like an hour before. Wow, crazy. I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I was at Little Berlin and like, yeah, the whole building shook and I was like, yeah, I was like walking down the street. So I actually didn't feel it, but people started running out of their houses. It was weird as fuck. Um, I wish I could see, um, like a good map. I can't see like all the maps are like really not very good information maps. They're like topographical, which is like fine, but I want to see counties and shit. Oh, okay. Because the, the, well, from this, it doesn't look like, it doesn't hit, like, through Philadelphia. I mean, it's not near, it's not, like, 
it's more central PA and then it runs up to New York. So I don't I don't know. I don't know how that works for us feeling a earthquake here. I guess we're close enough to feel it. Oh yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure it like can I don't know. You know, I'm just not even saying anything for fear of an idiot. Because I really don't know anything about it. But like yeah, I don't feel like you have to be directly on a fault line to feel an earthquake. I just think that that's like where you feel it it's like more likely and more intense. That's my thought. But, you know, I feel like the last time I learned about earthquakes was like in sixth grade, so. <sighs> Let me see if I can find a magnitude. Magnitude. A magnitude. Oh, it says <laughs> this is Philippines. No, Philadelphia, not Philippines. August 2011. Uh, but Philadelphia is further from the epicenter. Yeah, okay. So we, we weren't, like, in the epicenter, but we felt it. Right. Um. Um, I, like, wanted, with all of this talk, I also wanted to bring up Edgar Casey again, too, and talk about his um, predictions about the Earth changes, um, which involves, like, a lot of earthquake and flooding in the United States. And uh, it just seems to me to be getting more. <clears throat> so wait, talk more in, more in detail about this. What are you talking about? So Edgar Casey was the sleeping prophet. He was known as. He was the one that like um, he would go into like this trance, and he believed that he would um, go into like the Akashic records, and he could access any information about like anything that ever happened or would happen if he wanted to. So like he's in the front unconscious, but I would be back something. Um, but his one of his major predictions was that there was going to be these major changes um, related to like flooding, earthquakes, weather, whatever. And like there, he has there you can find maps. There's like specific predictions of what he believes it's going to look like after all this happens. Um, but the like parts of these like I think one of the things is like basically the Great Lakes like flood all of, like the central and northern states like all this shit happens like over time, you know, I think like part of uh, California being gone is part of it. I feel like Florida being gone might be part of it. Uh, but if you look up Edgar Casey earth changes maps, like you can see what his predictions are about that. But like everything that's going on with all this activity ramping up just really makes me think of that and you know 20 years ago when I was like reading about him and being like oh this guy like thinks you can see the future like that's interesting how crazy like that seems not like like it's like how could that ever happen but now mm -hmm. now <laughs> it's like okay well, like, that seems reasonable crazy hold on let me see real quick Edgar Casey Earth changes map. The shocking doomsday maps of the world and the billionaire escape plans as the first thing Billionaire escape plans? See, that's what... Well, yeah, you know that, like, the, the really rich people have, like, all these, like, luxury underground bumpers and places and shit. Like, people are ready. I didn't know this. Well, not... I mean, not necessarily because of Edgar Casey, but, like, yeah, because of, like, all the shit that, like, happen so 
feel really, really good. But yeah, there's like, you can go online, you can look past it up online too, and see like pictures of like these, it's like beautiful underground houses. <laughs> All right, Earth Change. Oh, this is a book on Amazon. Okay, shit. Pinterest, no, I don't fucking. Okay, EdgarCasey.org. It's not about earthquakes. Spiritual transformation is the goal. That's what this article says. Earth Changes readings. Like many individuals, my concern about Earth Changes was predicated upon information that seemed to indicate a global future fraught with earthquakes, California sliding off into the ocean, sh a shifting of the pole. Oh, that's the other thing. He's like, he's in a pole shift. Um, and a climatist disaster that would connect to the Great Lakes with the Gulf of Mexico and essentially divide what remained of the continental United States into two. Good. Uh, our changes for our gradual... Uh, oh, wait. The readings on Earth changes can be summarized into four categories. One, readings discussing changes for the 1930s, especially 1936. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Okay. Uh, I just heard like a beep. Um, readings suggested that Earth changes are gradual. Re readings stating that Earth changes are cataclysmic and disastrous, and Earth changes that occurred in prehistory. Setting aside category number four, prehistory, less than 20% 20 of the more than 14,000 readings to talk, talk about the potential of future Earth changes. Information that essentially explores 0.14% of the KC material has become the most publicized topic. Anyway, this is like about, it's not really, it's talking about the Earth changes, but it's not really explaining what they are. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, that kind of did, yeah, like, so that part of it is that, like, basically, like, the Great Lakes flood into the Gulf of Mexico, um, California falls into the ocean, like all this shit happens and things are horrible for a while and it's just like horrible. But he, part of his readings did predict this occurring. At some point, I don't feel like, like I don't feel like there's a real time frame, um, but it seems like it could be starting. Mm. You know, well, of course, some people think it's just bullshit because like this guy just did these readings and a lot of people think it's bullshit, but a lot of people, you know, think it's true. And looking at it from the idea of like, is there like a collective unconscious that exists? Is there like a pool of human experience and are, is our unconscious all like ultimately connected and timeless as humanity, which I am starting to think that like, yeah, actually our reality that we see as humans, like is unique to us. Our experience is unique to us and like work we have been in like a state of psychosis or that's what we are mm -hmm. like we're just in our own reality and like then to me it would follow that like that would be accessible from where you and i experience reality as individuals right um is any of this true who the fuck knows like but one of the things that like i remember hearing is that like it's like oh a lot of people will die like oh that's so sad but like really like one would it's you should hope that you would die <laughs> because living through the aftermath of it is going to be fucking hell. Yeah. For a while. Like that's how bad it will be. But I mean, you know, you and I are, you and I are 40, so maybe it won't happen in the next four years, but I feel like a lot of shit's going to occur in the next one. Yeah. I remember my dad telling me like this shit, like we, you probably won't see the end of the world, but your grandkids might. Damn. <clears throat> 
pretty dark. I mean, we're in a sense seeing the end of the world right now, but do I, I, I don't really think the end of the world necessarily entails like that humanity is dead and the world is gone. But I think that like our reality as we are in it now, we've already seen our reality that we grew up with. It's gone. It's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. And that's why we all feel so like groundless and confused right now because it never really was a thing. Like, it was just the way that the information was, like, given to us. But, like, you were saying, like, with the internet and stuff, like, for example, people post, like, just individuals, like, posting their experiences of, like, seeing a funnel cloud. You know what I mean? Like, no one would have ever known that that happened. Yeah. But now we're seeing, like, people's individual experiences. So, yeah, like, going from where we were coming from, where it was, like, this top-down information, one truth for everybody, like, that's not really a thing anymore. So, yeah, it's, like, fucking us up right now. Mm. Because it's, like, almost, like, even if it was a lie, like, at least it was, like, our truth together. Wow. Weather, man. Weather, man. Um, Okay, well, I think we should stop. I don't know. We've been talking for two hours. But, All right, um, let's, get, let's stop. It was really nice talking with you. It was great talking with you, too. Actually, can we like stay talking for after the yeah. podcast because i want to hear about your personal life yeah same and also of course like well we'll keep recording that and we'll share that for the patreoners can know more about of course our personal <laughs> lives our most personal if you want to join personal our pa- yeah if you want to join our patreon go to patreon.com forward slash number two pose from delco as in as in shit yeah you know that you know how we do uh so anyway signing off so uh see you in wawa peace be well podcast two hoes two hoes Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Boop, boop. Oh, yeah, it's a whorehouse on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.